to share with you a journey that I have been on over the last year and a half. I've always believed there was something more for the church in my ministry years, and I knew the name of it. But I was so busy with ministry, I couldn't dig deep. I couldn't dig deep enough to understand how God is calling the church to a deeper, and some would say a higher life in Christ. I knew it had something to do with the Holy Spirit. I knew one had to be born again first. But there was something more down uh, the Christian walk that I have heard of, but had not had enough time to look. And so after I retired, I said, there's one thing I'd like to do, Lord. What is this sanctification really about for the Christian life? We all pretty much know the salvation Situation, and I don't want to minimize that. But I've discovered that there's something wonderful and joyful beyond just being saved. And so while I can't explain it all and don't intend to, only the Holy Spirit truly can to the heart. I, being an architect in my older days, I like to draw things. So I try to uh, visualize what that more is. And I know Pastor Steve has been trying because whenever he says we need to grow, read our Bibles, that is moving towards sanctification. He uses the word occasionally. But the modern thing has just sort of, okay, now you're saved, read your Bible, be good, and try to grow. Okay, right? And yet there's more that I know Steve would like to share and I believe he will if you and I help him <laughs> support him so he can show us the way farther down the road I first of all saw the best image of this process in seminary and as I started to study each of these steps I said, wow, this is an exciting journey. This is not just something burden more. This is the life to real freedom, loving God with all our heart and loving our neighbor with all our heart. And in that, that is the best life you and I can live. If you don't think so, you tell me another way to find joy and happiness and purpose in this life. I know it's not through taking drugs. I, that's just an escape. Drugs is covering are covering purposelessness. There's nothing purposeful in this life, so I've got to numb myself because I was born to move forward and be holy. And the problem is most of the people driving by don't know that, and there's no purpose. They think it's to be a millionaire. I thought that's what it was. But it's not. The road to ultimate purpose and happiness. It is loving God 
and loving others, and that with all your heart, and that is entire sanctification. If this isn't biblically based, it's worthless. So I want us to get our Bibles, and we're going to quickly go through the New Testament, and I'm going to try to show you the verses that speak of pressing on to, they'll call it perfection, but I'm going to call, there's so much about the word perfection that we struggle with. I'm going to talk, go on and dig deeper, rise higher, and fill your hearts with love. That is the goal of the Christian life. Okay, Matthew 5, 48. He's been talking about loving your enemies, which, whoa, that's impossible under human effort. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Matthew is asking you to be as holy as God and to strive for it. Okay, that was a quick one, but... Did you know that uh, Jesus wants you to be perfect? Whoa. <coughs> Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. Okay, this is the Apostle Paul. We've heard Matthew record Jesus say directly, be perfect. Now the Apostle Paul is going to share about it. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Where do you get the spirit? At salvation. The spirit enters your heart at salvation. Now the challenge is to let it control your heart and fill your heart so full of love that you have uh, nothing else to do but to love people. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. God is love. So to have the fullness of God is to be full of love. Okay? Again, the world cannot do that. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23-24 May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. The way to be blameless is so full of love you have no time for sin. And finally, 1 Peter 1, 14-16. Okay. Oh, okay. As obedient children. And this is now the Apostle Peter. So here are three critical people in Jesus' ministry beginning that are saying these things. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, that is, before you were saved. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy, because I am holy. Do you hear a clear call to something more than just being saved and waiting for heaven? I do. 
I hear an invitation to a life unbelievably full of joy, love, and purpose. And so, now we're going to take a quick look up this stairway. Again, I cannot explain every step. That's for a Bible study and next time. I just want to blow your mind with a bigger vision than perhaps you've ever had of the joy of the Christian life. First of all, let's start at the bottom. Every one of us is born into the, the floor level because we have inherited Adam's fall. We have a bent towards sinning, which no human being can erase by themselves. We come into this world lost. We have no clue what the purpose is, but we have freedom. God once has given us the blessing of freedom. If he didn't, we would all be robots and could not be responsible for our life. Amen? So, we have this strange situation. We're lost. Many of us are broken early in life. Some of us are spared till later in life, but we all are broken sometimes. Sorry, young people. That's why I want you to know God. So that when the brokenness comes, you know who to grab onto. Isn't that what all our grandchildren should have? They need someone to hang on to when life breaks them. And again, the alternative, the wisdom of the wise is, we'll just get medicated down to where it doesn't bother you so much. It never answers the problem. Humans, free will, need purpose. And God has it abundantly. Okay. So, we're born on the main level, lost and broken. And again, you don't need to climb the stairway if you're not broken yet, or, or you think you know the way. That's why our friends and neighbors won't go up the stairway. They think they've got it figured out and they can get by. But if you go dig, dig deep, there's going to be loss and brokenness. And so we have the free choice, amazingly, to accept this, or reject it. That's why we can't force people to be saved. I know the struggle with parenting. Boy, if we could just force them to. But that never works, does it? They have to do it on their own. Okay, but you have that choice. And you'll always have that choice to your last breath. Why wait? <laughs> why be miserable to your last dying breath? Do it now. God then, with his spirit, enveloped the world with provenient grace. And what that means is a love, he has a love for our, his lost children. It circles the globe. It's available to all. And that uh, he's constantly wooing you, trying to get you to him, but he will never force you. So that's the struggle at the beginning. God loves you and tries to woo you to him with provenient grace, and we can accept or reject it for our lifetime. Okay, but once that captures your mind and say, I am, I give up, 
my own ideas, my own ways that I thought would lead to a perfect life. I'm going to give it up, and I'm going to follow you. And then, so he, he or she then repents. There's that necessary step that makes salvation real is that you're going to change. You have a sense that I am going to change. The old ways didn't work. I'm going to follow God. I'm sorry for all that I've hurt you and all those around me that I have hurt. All the pain I am caused. I am sorry. I am now going to turn and follow you. And at that moment, you are lifted up onto the salvation step because it's not works by you, it is God's gift. You are to repent. Then God picks you up and puts you on step two. You are now saved. You are saved, your sins are forgiven, and you now are free to move forward. And you become God's child. Isn't that amazing? It's the only religion where you can't earn step two. You've got to receive it as a gift from Jesus. So, we, we have that moment of salvation. And I know Steve talks about this a lot. Do you know what he's... I'll never forget this. This is Pastor Steve. Drive a stake in the ground when and where you were saved. <laughs> Do you remember him hear that? Do you have a stake in the ground somewhere? Why? Because from now on, the devil is going to try to say, you're not really saved, are you? Look at the trouble. Look at the mess you're in. And you say you're saved. Things aren't going your way. And you say you're saved. It was all a joke. When, no! I remember in that high school gym when I went up to the altar, I put a stake in the ground in that high school gym. No matter the rough road, the difficult times, I know I put a stake in the ground when I gave my life to Christ. Right there. I hope you have one, because as the storms rage, uh, evil is going to try to say, you didn't really, you didn't have that. You're not saved. Give up. You have entered a war. Did you know that? Salvation, you have entered a war. Are you ready for it? A lot of people aren't. First disappointment, and they're gone. But I'm saying, Paul says there's a war. Now my flesh fights with the spirit in my heart. Now I have a war. It was all flesh. And that was easier, in a way. No choices to make. I'll go with the flesh. I'll go with pleasure all the time. But now the Holy Spirit starts to get in my heart, and now we've got a war going on. And now I want the Spirit to win. And that's why I read the Scriptures. That's why I remember my salvation. So that's an anchor, and I can face a lot of stuff. But when I pull away from the Bible and don't have a clear salvation moment, then I start to doubt. Okay. That stake in the ground is, sort, is step three. 
That's the assurance so that you can be stronger when temptations come. That's going to be important because now you are a target for evil. Okay? So you've got to have that solid foundation of salvation. I am not diminishing salvation when I talk about entire sanctification. It is all built on salvation, and if the foundation isn't solid, the whole stairway will collapse. Do you have to go on and be entirely sanctified to go to heaven? No, that was a gift given to you at salvation. You do not lose that. You don't have to lose that. Oh, if you completely deny and reject God down the road, you could lose it. But most of us are secure that we received heaven and our salvation is secure. You have nothing else to do for heaven and salvation. Okay, No other works growth in the Christian life uh, changes that. I'm just saying, now you've got a life worth living. Now you've got tools coming and help to live on a higher level. Okay, but salvation is secured back on step two. Never forget that. Okay, so we're saved. We, we know the Holy Spirit is in us. We feel the power. Now we've got to grow that, hope, that Holy Spirit to push out the remaining evil in our hearts. So there's a fairly, for most of us, long step four. That's why I stretched it out. Because a lot of us are right there, aren't we? A lot of us have been saved and we're growing the best we can. But according to the holiness movement of which the Church of God of Anderson was formed, the Church of God was founded from the holiness movement. Does anybody have grandparents, remember, that talked about holiness and things? Unfortunately, we're about two generations away from people who knew and were uh, entirely sanctified. The modern life has clouded our understanding. I remember hearing about grandparents, great-grandparents that were entirely sanctified, or at least were going toward it. And I'm wondering, can't we recover that in this time of darkness and trouble? I think so. So while growing the best you can is honorable, it is really all your work, isn't it? It's hard work. Because you're going to go home to trouble. You're going to go to work in trouble. School is going to present challenges and trouble. But you are going to try to live the Christian life. And so there is a sense that I, it's not enough. I can't grow to have this fullness of God in my life on my own. I need Bible study, support, and the Holy Spirit. And so there's a growing sense of, is this all there is? Is just struggling with good and evil all day long all there is? The Bible again says no. There's more. There's a way to fullness of love in your heart. And that's the moment that you come to a second repentance. That's step five. 
Okay? The fellow there is awakened by this sense of there's got to be something more and is taking that step now to the second half of the gospel, which is holiness of life. And so there, at this step, we need to repent of remaining sin in our life and be committed to something more. Once that step has been taken, again, sanctifying grace, the yellow step, as we have prepared, we're aware of uh, spiritual things, we are mature, we've been around Christian people, we know basically what it's like and what the purpose is, now it's time to ask God for entire sanctification, to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of this that requires some deep study, but this again is a gift. You don't, you prepare for entire sanctification, but it is a gift from God given to you. Some people remember it as the second blessing. Anybody heard of the second blessing? Okay, that's, that's as I understand, a common phrase used uh, in the Church of God Anderson. This second blessing comes as a gift and gives us that then fullness of the Holy Spirit within our hearts. There is a sense that you have changed again. The lights apparently seem to be brighter. You have more confidence in what love can do. And then you continue to grow in this wonderful spirit of total surrender and heart full of love until you step into heaven and meet holy love face to face. All of this stairway, now if you'll look below the stairway, is, is and can be done because of the means of grace, which are Bible study, communion, prayer, fasting, and public worship. These are not options of the Christian life, and this is why, is why I think pastors today are so concerned. Public worship is becoming optional. And yet it is an important means of grace. In the Bible it says, do not neglect the coming together of fellow believers because we can't gain strength for the challenge uh, at worship. Yes, I know, there are lots, there are now thousands of things to do on every weekend. And uh, pastors struggle with this all the time. But it is one of the important means of grace. Communion, yes, first Sunday of the month. Prayer, fasting, and Bible study. This is what supports the whole life in God. Also, down below, as we wrap this up, I hope that you see then the first four steps of the stairway are really just the first half of the gospel. Yes, we must go up those stairs. We must uh, become saved. We must have our sins of the past forgiven, and we must be born anew and have the Holy Spirit come and dwell in our heart. But there is a, a whole second half that Pastor Steve has touched on and talked about. He may use different words, 
But what he is talking about is a second half where we live lives of holiness and hearts full of love and are then so on fire and so bright that when you and I walk out that front door, people in the darkness say, what is that? <laughs> Steve wants us so bright that when we walk into a dark room, we don't need to turn the light on. Amen. <laughs> I thought about taking us all down to the power plant and being exposed to radiation. We could glow that way. But then we would die. So that's not the way to life. The way to life is to have your heart so full of love. You can't think of sin. You can't hurt anybody because you want the best for them. You want the best for God. You do right things because you're so thankful. You walk out in that world and your head is up and your smile is on and you glow and everybody else is criticizing everybody else on Facebook. You and I are different. And that's what Steve is counting on. That we will walk out of here aglow and they'll say, what happened to you? Yeah, that would change the world, wouldn't it? It would change work. It would change school. It would change everything. So God does have a wonderful plan for this growing darkness around us. Let us pray. Oh God, I thank you for uh, this wonderful church. It has seen days of holiness and entire sanctification. Uh, unfortunately, those were fairly long ago. But it can certainly welcome holiness in the future. All churches need to start glowing before it's too late. We thank you for the Bible, the Word that shows this pathway. Give us the strength to read it and the power of the Spirit to interpret it and to move out as soldiers for Christ with hearts full of love. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.